everyone. This is Pastor Ryan, and this is our podcast. Welcome to Live Alive Church, and I just want to thank you for listening in. I hope this message encourages you, strengthens your faith, and causes you to keep pressing forward for who God has called you to be and created you to be. God bless. church fam pastor ryan here i love you guys i miss you i hope that this message that i'm about to speak to you blesses you and encourages you turn your bibles to first samuel chapter one this is what the bible says here it says that there was a certain man from ramatham a zoophyte from the hill country of ephraim whose name was elkanah son of jeroham the son of elihu the son of tohu the son of zuth and ephraimite he had Two wives, one was called Hannah and the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of meat to his wife Penina and to all her sons and daughters. But Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. Underline that, had closed her womb because the Lord had closed her, Hannah's womb. Her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. Now I'm going to skip over to verse 19. It says, Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and then went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, listen to me, the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. I want to skip to chapter 2, starting at verse 18. Now Samuel's a little boy now. He's grown up a little bit, and he's, he's just hanging out in the house of the Lord. And this is what the Bible says in verse 18. It says, But Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. Then they would go home. And the Lord was gracious to Hannah. She gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. I want to speak to you from this thought, closed for now. Closed for now. I hope it blesses you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. God, I pray that your word would speak to my heart. God, that it would come out and speak to your people the way that it should. God, I pray that you would give strength to them, touch their ears, anoint their ears as they hear this word. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. 
you know, I had to, I had to realize that in this walk with God, and I had to get to a place in my life and realize this, that God is a God of timing. God is so much a God of timing that he doesn't do things on our time. He does it on his time. Just because he doesn't do it on our time doesn't mean he's not going to make it happen on his time. And I can tell you about the story of Mary and Martha and how their brother Lazarus was laying in a tomb. And the Bible says that Jesus tarried where he was for three days until he went to go after uh, Mary and Martha to be there for their rescue and for their brother who was laying in a tomb. You know, sometimes we got to get to a place and realize that God is a God of timing, but it's God is going to do things when he wants to do it on his own time. God's ways are higher than our ways, as high as, as the heavens are above the earth. So are his ways higher than ours. And we have to understand that God will sometimes cause us to wait on things that are of worth. Listen to me now. God will cause us to wait on things that are of worth, things that are precious, things that are going to be valuable to us. And just like in this case with Hannah, how she didn't have children, and the Bible says that that, that the Lord closed her womb. You know, there's a lot of things in our lives that we can relate to Hannah in this story and know that God, you know, What's going on here, God? You know, there's there's doors that are closed. There's businesses right now that are shut down. There's there's you know my my you know some of us aren't even working right now during this pandemic and this thing these things that are going on around our country and around our world right now. And you know, God is is God is the one who closed her womb. But just because her womb was closed and just because she couldn't have a baby right then didn't mean that the door would never open for her. It didn't mean that God couldn't do it. It just means that God was waiting for a course of time. He was waiting for the right moment because he doesn't want any of us to be underdeveloped before we ever get to the place and the position to work in our element and our full potential of who he's calling us to be because if we're not developed correctly, we can be immature when we step into our calling. And I've seen it in my life. I've seen me try to do things that was immature because I wasn't mature enough to step into that position yet before God had truly called me there. There was a time when I stepped into a ministry position that God never truly called me to. And I had to understand that not every opportunity was a God opportunity, but man would always try to lure you in or pull you in when it wasn't always a God opportunity. And I just want you to understand that God is a God of timing. He wants things to happen when they should happen because he wants to bless you and he wants you to be happy but he needs to do it when he needs to do it so don't be discouraged nor don't be dismayed when it doesn't happen on your timing because we're a people of timing you know we have to get up at a certain time to go to work at a certain time we have to you know get off work at a certain time to come home at a certain time you know there's 24 hours in a day there's uh 365 days in a year, there's 60 seconds in a minute, there's 60 minutes in an hour, there's seven days in a week, I mean, there's, you know, roughly 30 days in a month, and, you know, it takes a woman roughly nine months to have a baby, you know, uh, 
you know, so you, you see what I'm getting at, that, you know, we are such a people of timing that sometimes when, when things don't happen, when we want them to happen, we begin to blame others for it. Or we begin to blame, we, we, we begin to play the blame game when we point the fingers at others and, and it's not happening because so-and-so isn't, isn't making it happen or it's not happening. Well, how about we take a look at ourselves and say, you know what? What is it within us that we can change? Because listen to me now, sometimes maybe the reason why the circumstances around us aren't changing is because something inside of us hasn't yet changed. And God is waiting for us to get to that place in our lives where we change on the inside and allow the Spirit of God to do His work on the inside so that way we can step into all that He has us to be. Listen to me. I had to learn this also, that there's two things in life that I have found that God will do until He feels and that He'll do until He, and, and that he'll do until he makes you feel that you're ready. And what it is, is that um, it's development and decisions. See, these are the two things that God will do to make you wait. He'll, this is what he'll do to make you wait. Development and decisions. This is things that God will do to make you wait until he feels that you're ready. You know, you have to get to a place where you are developed correctly for your destiny because you can't be put into your promise prematurely because uh you know the first thing the first time something happens and somebody says something to you the wrong way you're blowing up you know there's some anger issues there's some behavioral issues there's some things within us that god wants to correct inside of us before he gets us to the place that he really truly wants us to be you know I, my little boy i remember when levi was little and uh he he had these toy cars and i remember it was so funny and 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 god was speaking to me through that moment when i saw him do it and and levi he would try to in these little cars and he would get upset i mean he would get angry he would get angry. He'd get all upset, and he would try to put his foot. <laughs> he would try to put his foot into the little car like he wanted to try to get into the little car to drive the little car. And I'm like, son, you are too big for that little car. That little car is not going to drive you around. You're way too big for it. And I'm afraid that's what sometimes we do in our lives is that we try to step into things that aren't for us or we try to do things that aren't correct and we try to do things that aren't the right way and we try to do things that we you know think that you know it's it's either my way or no way and God has to take us back on the back burner and say you need to just sit a little while you need to just go through some things for a little while you just need to go through some adversity you need to go through some opposition you know because there's some things in our lives that just that, that, that it will strengthen our character and that will our, our character will be forged in the fire and it will develop us to be more like Christ and who he's called us to be. And see, that's the thing about King David is that, you know, I, I love this story about the birth of Samuel because Samuel ends up being the one that anoints David to be king over Israel. Now, scholars believe that David was anointed somewhere around the age of 15 years old when Samuel 
went to uh, Jesse and spoke to him and said, I need to talk to all your sons. And, and you know the story how he went through every son and he said, uh, the one is not here that I'm supposed to anoint. And do you have any other sons? And Jesse said, well, I have the one that's out there in the, in the, uh, you know, in the, in the sheep pen. And uh, he said, well, go get them, bring them here. And God said, that's the one that I'm supposed to anoint. And, and he said, he said, I don't look at the appearance of man. I look at the heart of man because that's what God is trying to get us to in our lives is that he wants to know where our heart is. He, he, he wants our heart to be right before him. And, and the Bible says that uh, in 2 Samuel that King David was anointed king over Israel at the age of 30 years old. So God placed his mark on him and anointed him at 15 years old, but it still took another 15 years to be the king over Israel himself ruling Israel. What was King David doing for 15 years? I can tell you what King David was doing for 15 years. What he was doing he, is he was worshiping God and he was a warrior. He was fighting battles for King for, for Saul who was king at the time and he was he was winning battles and he was going he was chasing the enemy and, and destroying the enemy and that's exactly what we have to do in our lives. If we want to be who God has called us to be and we want to step into the full potential and have the full power of the spirit of God and the purity and the anointing of God in our lives we have to understand that we have to go after those things and fight after those things and destroy those things that are trying to destroy us in our lives and we have to cast out the enemy we have to we have to destroy those things that are trying to weigh us down we have to lay aside every weight of sin that so easily entangles us we have to you know we have to let it go we have to let it go we have to let it go we have to destroy those things because God is trying to make us new he's trying to make us into his image he's trying to make us into who he has called us to be he's trying to make look we have to lay aside every weight that so easily that so easily entangles us you know, I w I've been working from home during this time and uh, of this pandemic, and you know, I I've answered the phones and and stuff like that. You know, I, I work in a transportation uh, business and, and uh, dispatching tractor and trailers, and and uh, you know, I was I was been answering the phone and my phone cord. I noticed that the more I kept picking it up, the more it kept getting entangled, and and you know it ended up becoming in like a big entangled ball after a while. So when I went to go pick up the phone, I would pick up the whole system with it because it was so entangled together that and then I would get frustrated and then I would get mad instead of taking the time. And I just, you know, I did this after a while. I just said, you know what, I'm going to take the whole cord apart and I'm going to spin it and I'm going to stretch it out and I'm going to make it so it's not entangled anymore. And I'm gonna, and, and see, that's the thing that happens in our lives is that we don't take the time and, and say, you know what, 
You know, maybe I need to untangle this thing here for a minute. Maybe, maybe that's why, you know, um, I'm, I'm getting frustrated. Maybe that's why things aren't changing in my life because I'm not taking a deeper look in myself and trying to ask God to take those things out of me instead of, you know, because sometimes we have bitterness inside of, inside of us. We have jealousy. We have, we have unforgiveness. We have all these things built deep down inside of us but if we don't get rid of those things it's going to keep us weighed down and we'll never be uh who god has called us to be and then we'll continue to walk around with uh an attitude and you know we'll continue to walk around with bitterness we'll continue to walk around with rage in our hearts and just the littlest things will make us mad the just the littlest things will tick us off and i just want you to understand that God wants to fully develop you. That's the first thing, develop you into who you, who he has called you to be before he gets you to step into the destiny that he has created for you. And the second thing is, is your decisions. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, that in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. See, there's some decisions in our lives that are detrimental to the destiny that God has before us. If we don't decide to change now, we will never change. If we don't decide to do the right thing now, we'll never change. If we don't decide to be all that God has called us to be, then we'll never be who God has called us to be. If we don't decide right now to be on fire for God, then we'll never be on fire for God. If we don't decide right now to be hungry for God, we'll never be hungry for God. If we don't decide right now to pray, if we don't decide right now to be a man of God or a woman of God or a child of God and who he's called us to be, then we'll never be. You have to decide in your mind, make up your mind to be all that God has created you to be and to become. You have to be the change that you want to see. Listen to me, that you have to understand that just because the doors may be closed in your life doesn't mean that God isn't going to open them in the future. I had to learn this myself, is that, that sometimes the doors that are closed are blessings in our lives. Sometimes those relationships that God has closed are blessings in our lives. Sometimes that time when you got fired from your job and God closed that door, sometimes that is a blessing in your life just because it hurt at that time and hurt at that moment because you broke up in that relationship and you walked away and that person walked away or because you got fired. It doesn't mean that God doesn't have something more greater on the other side of what you're going through right now because sometimes when we're going through the emotions and we're waiting on something so much greater it's worth the wait I'm here to tell somebody that it's worth the wait that it may be closed for now but God is going to open up a door and when he opens up a door it's going to be something so mighty and so great and he's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you that you can't even think or even contain or even imagine that he would ever do the Bible says that no ear has heard no eye has seen nor has it entered into the hearts of men what God has prepared for those who love him the Bible also says that he withholds no good thing from those whom he loves and you know we get to the Bible story about Hannah and I start thinking in my mind I wonder if anybody else uh, is like me 
I wonder if anybody else feels the way I do. I wonder if anybody else feels like, God, you know, why is this door closed? Why aren't things happening the way that, you know, I think they should happen? Or why aren't things going the way I think they should go? God, why why are these doors closed? Why how how come every time, you know, um you, you know, I try to step into this opportunity, the door never opens. You know, have you ever wanted something really bad but you just couldn't get it? And <laughs> You know, some of us are like that right now. It's like, I just really wish I could go to a restaurant to sit down and eat, but I just can't do it. I understand you. I feel your pain. Um, but I want you to understand that, you know, we, we get to this place like Hannah and I get to this place. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm stuck in my mind. I feel like my mind gets, you know, gets closed to certain thoughts and the enemy is attacking. And sometimes discouragement comes in and some kind, sometimes just. You know, just like just like uh, uh, Elkanah, her husband, said to Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Sometimes, you know, depression wants to try to slip slip into my mind. Sometimes, you know, uh, you know, downheartedness wants to, to to set into my heart. You know, sometimes these things want to set into my mind because I start looking towards the future and I don't see them happening around me. But I have to understand that just because they're not happening now doesn't mean that God isn't going to make it happen. Just because it's not looking like it right now doesn't mean that God isn't going to make a way when it seems like there is no way. I guarantee the children of Israel, when they were being chased by Pharaoh and his army, when they were got to the Red Sea, that looked like they probably were stuck and it looked like the, they were closed, the, the water was closed and, and there was no way they could get to the other side. But God was with them and God said, Moses, stretch out your staff. And the Bible says that they walked through on dry ground and the door, the way, the water parted and they walked through. And just because it doesn't look like it right now doesn't mean it's not going to happen. You know, see, see, there's two different scenarios in this story. Hannah is the one who didn't have children and Penina did have children. You know, how are we going to react to those people? Now watch me here. I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip flip this on you a little bit. How are we gonna react to those people who have a, the blessing that you want? How are we gonna react to those people who have the blessing that you want but don't have yet? Hannah had no children. Penina did. But here's what I don't understand, and here's how how it was. I could see that it had to be so hard for Hannah because Penina had children and Hannah didn't. And the Bible says that Penina would provoke her and irritate her because she didn't have any children. See, this is what I want you to understand. And I'm not saying that Penina in here is the devil, but that's what the devil will do to us. He will provoke us and he will try to get into our minds and try to irritate us in a way to tell us that God's blessing for our lives will never come to pass. Can I tell you something that the Bible, that the word of God says that his promises are yes and amen. 
that there, that God is for you. And if God is with you, who can be against you? Listen to me. The enemy will try to come against you. He'll try to destroy you. He'll try to destroy your relationship because he knows that if you don't have what you really want, that's when the enemy tries to come in because he knows that if he can get you while you're already down, then you'll never get back up to continue to fight towards the destiny that God has for you. But I want you to know that I want you to keep on fighting. I want you to keep on pushing. I want you to keep on marching around that wall of Jericho. I want you to keep on keep on slaying giants. I want you to keep on doing what God has called you to do, even when it doesn't look like it. You know what? Even when other people are provoking you, even when other people are, are trying to irritate you, even when other people are trying to come against you, even when you have opposition, Listen to me. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 1 that there was one that grew up that knew not, not of Joseph, and it was another Pharaoh. And the Bible says that he, he, he ended up putting the children of Israel in bondage because they were getting too big in number. And the Bible says that the more that he opposed them, that the more God kept blessing them, and that the more they kept multiplying, and the more they kept being fruitful. Here's what I'm here to tell you, is that the more the enemy tries to come against you, the more God will bless you. The more the enemy tries to destroy you, the more God will destine you into the place that he has called you to be. Listen to me. You let the haters hate. You let those people hate who who, who, who are hating on you. But I believe God is going to come through with a blessing. Here's the thing. is that Here's what I want to get to, and I'm about to close, is that Hannah, she, she, she ended up weeping and crying and praying. Weeping, crying, and praying for God to give her a son. And the Bible says that Hannah said that, God, if you just give me a son, I will give him to you, and he'll dwell in the house of the Lord all of his days. He said, if, if, listen, I will give him to you. Just give me a son. Have you ever been that desperate? That just, just God, God, I will do whatever you want me to do if you just do it for me. Just, just what I, do, just God, I will, I will, I will run five miles. If you just open up this door for me to get this job, Lord, I will, Lord, I can see some of you, Lord, I will quit smoking two packs of cigarettes if you just heal my son. Lord, I, I will, I will give you, I will, I will, I will give you my addiction if you just, if you just take this pain away, if you just take this depression away. Lord, I, I will give you, I will give you all of me. If you just make a way right now for me, even when it seems like there is no way. And the Bible says that in the course of time, in the course of time, she had a son and she named him Samuel because she asked the Lord for him. Because she asked the Lord for it. It came in the course of time. Here's what I want you to know. That the door may be closed, but just wait. Because it's going to come in the course of time. I just want you to understand that she gave God one thing, but ended up receiving five more blessings. And that's what happened in chapter 2 when I read to you. And it said that, and the Lord was gracious to Hannah. And she gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Three sons and two daughters. Not only in this story was her 
what did God close her wound? It wasn't the devil. It wasn't Satan. It wasn't the enemy that did it. It was God. See, sometimes God will do things in order for you to pay attention. God will sometimes do things in order for you to pay attention to those things that he wants to do in your life. And this is what he, this is what happened, is that she gave him one thing and ended up with five. Not only was she not able to have children, but she prayed and gave her, gave God her son Samuel. My God, I don't know who that's speaking to. She gave God her son Samuel, and he dwelled in the house of the Lord. And the Bible says that God gave her three sons and two daughters. My God, I don't know who that's for, but I believe if you give up, that one thing that you so desperately need to give up. If you sacrifice that one thing that you desperately need to sacrifice, I believe that in return, God will bless you with five more things that you never thought or ever could even imagine that God would ever do in your life. Some of you don't even have happiness. Some of you don't even have joy. Some of you don't even have peace. You don't even know what peace is. But I guarantee you, if you give up that addiction, God will give you joy. God will give you freedom. God God will give you peace. God will give you an anointing. God will give you power. God will give you a spirit. If you give up that one thing, my God, just like the widow woman of Zarephath who was out picking up sticks to build a fire to, 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 to build a fire for her and her son because the Bible says that her and her son were about to die because there was a famine and there was no food in the land. And here comes, here comes Elijah and he walks up to the woman have you any meal? Have you any oil in the house? And she said, I have just a little bit. I'm about to cook my last meal uh, before we die. And Sam or, or uh, Elijah says, Go get that meal, or go, go get that meal, go get that oil, bake me a cake. Bake me a cake first. I want you to bake me that cake. Oh yeah. I want listen to me. I, I believe that's what God's saying right now. Is that if you just go and give that one thing to him, listen to me. That woman gave that cake and made a cake for Elijah, the man of God, the prophet of God. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that when she went back, that her flour and her oil was overflowing. Listen to me. She gave one thing and in return had an abundance because God, he is the only one that can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think or even imagine. Come on, somebody. I'm getting excited for the word of God. I believe God is going to bless you. I believe God is going to open up a door just because the doors may be closed right now. God is going to is waiting for an opportunity. He's waiting for the right time. He's waiting, waiting for the right moment. See, there's moments of miracles that are going to take place in your life, but they're going to happen when God wants them to happen. Hannah didn't have any children. You have to read the end of the story. Some of you are only reading the beginning of the story where she didn't have any children. See, some of you, see, that's the problem. Some of us only read part of the story. Some of us only read part of the story of people's lives. There's only people that only read part of my story and, and still probably still talk about me till this day. It's still probably look down their nose at me and grit their teeth at me when I walk by. But listen to me. I'm blessed and highly 
favor and I got the spirit of God living down on inside of me and I'm not going to let some stiff-necked person look down on me just because they they got a problem with me. Listen to me. You take it up with my father who's in heaven. He's the one who set me free. He He's the one who delivered me from drugs and alcohol. He's the one who who put his seal on me and anointed me and gave me a clean heart and gave me a new body and gave me gave me a new spirit and gave me hope. He's the one who gave me this joy. He's the one who gave me this happiness. And that's the thing is that people will still talk about you about the bad that you did, but won't ever read the end of the story about how you were set free and how you've been used by God and how God is doing amazing and great things in your life and in your family. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's where the enemy wants you to stay. He wants you to stay stuck. He wants you to stay stuck at the beginning of the story. He doesn't want you to get to the end of the story where God blesses you with five, my God. He blesses you with five more things when you give up one thing. I'm telling you, somebody, I feel the anointing of God on me today. I believe if you give up that one thing, God will bless you with five more things. I'm telling you, he is the one who heals all my diseases and heals all thy diseases. Listen, I, listen to me. I'm telling you, God will bless you. God will do what he said he will do. It may look like he's, it's closed right now, but, but God is going to make a way when the right opportunity shall come. Listen to me, somebody. I hope that this blessed you. I hope that it's encouraged you. My God, let's pray. Father, I love you. Father, I, I bless your holy name today. I hope that this message touched somebody as they were sitting at home and encouraged somebody and put joy into their heart and joy into their mind. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, God, God, that you would bless them today and cause your face to shine upon them in Jesus' name. Hey, listen, everybody, if this message blessed you, I would just ask that you would give today. Uh, to Live Alive Church, you can text the number 84321 with any amount that you want to give. And I, I pray that as you give, that God will richly bless you. You can also uh, go to uh, our link on our uh, Facebook page. I'll post that on Facebook. You can go to the URL, and you can also give online and uh, that way as well, if that's easier. Listen, I, I bless you in the name of the Lord. Jesus' name, I pray.